Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. This evening we're going to be talking uh, about how to walk in the Spirit. How to walk in the Spirit. What, what good does that do us? What, what difference does that make? What difference does it make walking in the Spirit? Well, I'm going to share that with you tonight. But let me tell you that, that, that if you have been walking in, 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 you know, in the way of the world or walking in your own ways or, you know, or walking in the path of the devil or walking in your own mind or walking in your own feelings, walking in your own emotions, walking in your own knowledge, walking in your own experience, you know, walking in any other way, walking in your own tiredness, you know? If, if you have been motivated by, inspired by, controlled by, limited by anything other than the Spirit of God, then there is a freedom yet to experience even here in the midst of, you know, uh, the 2020, right here in the midst of all that's going on with the elections, in here, right, right in here, here in the midst of all that's going on around the world with, with problems and hunger and COVID, you know, right now there is a, a, an opportunity for us to step up our walk just a little bit and it really does help just a little bit helps I mean you know I mean if I could completely walk in the spirit it'd really be great but even a little bit more of Jesus in my day in my life a little bit more of the right attitude of the right gratitude of the right you know uh, 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 you know uh, um, summation imagination you know uh, just a little bit more of that can really help and so um, tonight I would like maybe a little bit of your help. Would, 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 would somebody look up, uh, you know, uh, tell me if you're going to look up a scripture and read it for me. Genesis 2 verse 7. Anybody going to do that? Genesis 2 verse 7. Who will do that for me tonight? Thank you very much. I need uh, also 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Okay. Uh, you got 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Okay. We're going to start out with, with, with those two and uh, we're going to look at those for just a moment uh, as we are talking about we're going uh, walking in the spirit and we'll get to walking in the spirit here in a moment okay so uh, would, would you be loud pastor Marcus and just go ahead and uh, put, put that there on the microphone and and uh, Genesis 2 verse 7 then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and then and the man became a living creature. Okay. Wow. Okay. I should have asked what translation that was. Oh, but e English Standard Version, okay? All right. Creature there is the word soul, okay? God breathed into the nostrils. The, the ruach is the Hebrew word. Ruach of God, the Spirit of God. You know, and, uh, you know, God breathed in the nostrils, you know, the breath of God. You know, uh, and, and he formed man of the dust of the ground, and man became a living creature, a living soul, a living individual. So here we have, uh, made in the likeness and the image of God, we have a triune being. We have a three-part being. We have a, spi uh, a, a spirit, okay? Um, we have a soul, and we have a body. God formed man of the dust of the ground. 
He breathed into his body, you know, breathed into his nostrils, the Ruach, the breath of God, the spirit, Ruach, spirit of God, and man became a living creature or became an individual, a living soul, okay? Now, uh, when we get through from Genesis all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament, we get to the Apostle Paul's writing to us, and we get to the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, telling us what his hope is for us in eternity, okay? And let's, let's, let's read uh, that. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so here we were created spirit, soul, and body, and now the Apostle Paul said, you know, basically up to now, 6,000 years later, the Apostle Paul, the Holy Ghost, his hope is that our spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that word spirit is the Greek word pneuma. Uh, and it literally, it's, it's, it, it means air or breath, okay? Pneuma. And then the word for soul in the Greek is suke. P-S-U-C-H-E, okay? It, uh, it, it, it is a, uh, suke is, is, is the individual. It's, it's the individual creature, you. There's not another you, 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 okay? It's the you. It's the you in this mix, okay? It's who you are. And then the word for body is the Greek word soma, Okay? It's your earth suit. It's, 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 it's this, uh, you know, this body, this tabernacle, this tent that we are in. It's this temporary tent. So God breathed into Adam, he, he, uh, Adam's body, the, the pneuma of life, and man became a living soul, became a living individual, an individual creature, okay? Uh, and, and this... this, uh, this uh, this wonderful God that we have, God is life, He is light, He is love, He's all these things, but, but this body had no life in it. It was a body, but there was no life. And so what God did when He gave us of His Spirit, this Spirit is basically the reproduction, reproductive, life force. It's a reproductive life force. It is, it, is, it, is, it is a life force, it is a life that is able to reproduce after its kind. God was able to reproduce in us eternal life because his spirit is an eternal spirit. Does that make sense? Okay. And what happened when what, what you know, the Holy Spirit's hope is, is that we would be preserved blameless, faultless, clean, pure, holy, spirit, soul, and body at the coming of Christ. That's his hope. That when Jesus returns, when all this is over, that we would be intact as God had intended us to be intact. That we would have his spirit, his you know, life force in us, and that, that you know, uh, our, our, uh, our individual... Our individual, the individual we are would be saved. 
because of the life that is in our soul and in our body, we get a new body, that it would be the Spirit of God. But when we get from Genesis 2 to Genesis 3, something different happened in Genesis 3. Do you remember God told Adam and Eve, he said to Adam that you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. That word you shall surely die, that concept means in dying you will die. So a death will occur in you and the death that will occur in you will bring about death. You will be filled with death. You will be living in death. And one day the living death will finally consume you and you will die. So Adam and Eve ate, and yet Adam lived to be 905 years old, Genesis 5, 5. 905 years old, and then he died. No, he died back there. Why? Because this eternal life force was no longer his source of life. When Adam and Eve sinned, something happened. Instead of the eternal life force, instead of being able to pass on eternal life to their children, they couldn't any longer. Why? Because this was not there anymore. But yet they were alive. No, they weren't. They were dead, God said. They were dead. We just, I mean, you're, you know... <laughs> They were dead. We look at them and say they're alive. No, I'm sorry, they were dead. Why? Because they did not have the eternal life force of God within them and reproducing, ability to reproduce eternal life. That was robbed. Something else happened. So the life force that they had was no longer an eternal Holy Spirit of God. It was no longer the Ruach of God. But yet it was a life force. What life force was it? We know it as the flesh. As the carnal nature of man, which is not an eternal life force. It is a temporal life force. It is no longer, you know, Adam and Eve could only reproduce death. Every person that was born, this is what the New Testament tells the gospel, is that every person that has been born since Adam has been born into death. I mean, born into death. I mean, you're, you know, whether you sinned or not, you were born into sin and born into death because that's all we got in this body. In this body, though I am born again, in this body, I still cannot reproduce eternal life in my offspring. I cannot pass on the eternal life of God. It is not in this body. Okay, are y'all getting a, a little picture? Okay. Now, so what happened was there was a birth of the flesh which became the life force of man. And today, the reproductive life force that is in man is the flesh. It is not eternal. It is temporal. And it is death. It is not life. It is death. There is a reproductive life force that we know of life, but it's actually a reproductive death force. 
flesh. God hopes we're pneuma, suke, soma, and not sarks. The flesh man, the sarkikos, sarks. This is the, this is the Greek word for the word flesh. This is the Greek word for the word body. Many times these two may read as interchangeable, but yet still at their basic level, as far as understanding what is going on, we need to realize that, 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 that we are in a body. We have a, 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 a you know, a, we, we, we live in a body and we are an individual. We are a creature. Do you remember the Bible says that, that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul? The second man, Adam, was made a life-giving spirit, okay? Jesus was created not as a living soul, but as a spirit that could reproduce eternal life. And that's why when you come into Christ, you are born again, you pass from death unto life. But as long as we are in this body, we are also burdened with the flesh. The flesh wants to rule the body and the soul. And God, however, wants us, even when we're in this body, and even though we're an individual, He nonetheless wants us to walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, He said. Such a, a powerful admonition. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not, what? According to the flesh. There is no condemnation. There is no criticism. There's no rejection. There's no place that you're falling short and there's nothing that you can be charged with if you walk, you know, those who do not walk. Don't walk. And walk can happen in both of these. You know, that we need to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. And that we be not conformed, this world be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we can walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but rather walk according to the spirit. Who do not walk according to the sarks is the Greek word, but rather they walk according to the pneuma. But this is you. This is who you are. This is your mind, your will, your emotions. This is who you are. This is what makes you you. It's what makes you different from me. Because you think things I don't think. You want things I don't want. You, you know things I don't know. You feel things I don't feel. We all feel different things, want different things. We all have, we're all individuals with our individual experience, with our individual hopes and dreams. And, and, but we are all still called, uh, when we are in this body, to, 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 you know, to renew our minds and to cast down but because the weapons of our warfare are not sarks not carnal that's the word sarks the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ jesus to walk in the spirit 
It's all up to us. It is, a, it is, it, it is our responsibility. Bring up Romans 8, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 8. Look, look what it says. Uh, For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We cannot please God by walking in the flesh. By walking according to the life force that just everybody else has. I mean, the whole world is walking in the flesh. And every day you are challenged to think like they think, to feel like they feel, to want what they want. You are challenged to be aggravated, irritated, frustrated. You are challenged, you know, to hurt somebody, to fight, you know, to cuss, to stomp, to kick, you know. I mean, you're challenged to do all kinds of things. Why? Because of the flesh. The Apostle Paul said, I crucify my sarks daily. Now, he was a born-again, spirit-filled man. He knew God, but yet he said, I have to crucify my flesh every day. He said, I bring my mind, I renew my mind, I crucify my flesh, and I bring my body into subjection. I tell my body, listen, no matter what you are craving physically, you don't have a right to lead me. Flesh, you don't have a right to leave. I know that as long as I am in this tabernacle, that there is a war going on inside of me. And there's a war in my mind. Just read Romans chapter 7. And the apostle Paul says, I find there is a law. When I would do good, evil is present with me. So that the things I want to do, I cannot do. And the things I do not want to do, it's the very things I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And that's when he begins chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but rather according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Isn't that great? Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, God has given us an out. He's given us a way. He's given us a walk. But it's our responsibility. Am I making any sense? Okay. Let's look at Galatians 5. We'll look at two more verses. Let's look at verse 17. Galatians 5, verse 17 first. Okay? And then we'll backtrack. Okay? Galatians 5, verse 17. For the flesh, the sarks. Guess what the sarks does? Hmm? It lusts. Okay? It wars. It's at war. It struggles with. The sarks struggles against the pneuma. That's the way it reads. The sarks struggles against the pneuma. What are they struggling over? They're struggling over your will. Will you sin or will you not? Will you allow the sarks to rule or will you make sure the spirit is ruling? The, 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 the flesh lusts against the spirit. And the spirit is at war against the flesh. And these two are contrary. Mirror reverse images. Opposites. Contrary. They stand on opposite ground. One of them wants one thing, one of them wants the other. One wants one thing, one wants the other. And they are contrary one to another. Uh, and and, and uh, so that you do not do the things that you wish. This is the reason why you keep falling into sin. The reason you keep, you, you keep cycling in that, that stinking thinking. That's the reason you keep on ending up doing the things that you really wish you had not have done. 
saying things you shouldn't say, feeling things you shouldn't feel, getting aggravated, allowing aggravation, frustration, irritation to overwhelm you, overcome you, and end up causing you to, to not walk in the Spirit, but you're walking in the flesh. And it's pretty easy to despise when somebody else walks in the flesh because sarks stinks. Okay? It stinks when you're thinking carnal thoughts. It stinks when you're doing carnal things. It stinks when you're saying carnal things, things that are divisive and things that are, that are just tearing up and things. That, that's the flesh. Let me get harder. That's the flesh. Uh, okay, backtrack. One verse, verse 16. I say then, what is the remedy? Walk in the Spirit for goodness sake. Is it any secret what God wants? Has He kept it a secret that He wants you to grow love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness and meekness and self-control and that he wants you to speak that which is good to the use of edifying that it might minister grace to the hearers and not and not death is there any secret is it, does anybody not know what god wants okay be that way walk in the spirit and if you do you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh this is how Romans, the eighth chapter, says it. The Apostle Paul said, If my mind is full of carnal things, if I entertain myself with carnal things, interested in carnal things, if I just keep on stirring up the aggravation in my head, he said, then it'll be death to me. He said, but if I am mindful of spiritual things, thank you, for to, uh, Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Which one do you want? I mean, which one do you want? Do you want to keep running into that death thing? It's just drudgery. You know, and, 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 you know, everybody hates me, nobody likes me, guess I'll go eat worms. Little ones, big ones, fat ones, skinny ones, ones are wiggling, squaring. Well, well, stop stinking. Come on. Walk in the Spirit. Be more like Jesus. All right. Hey. So, uh, may God bless us all and help us all in the name of Jesus to walk in the Spirit. Okay? Because Adam and Eve delivered to us a flesh, a sarks. And we were born into this thing. But Jesus came and gave us life in this body. And I, can, I have the power to decide and to choose if I am going to crucify my flesh or submit to it. If I am going to, you know, subject my body or if I'm going to let my body rule me. If I'm going to uh, renew my mind with the Word of God and cast down imaginations and cast down all those things that are, that are hurtful and divisive and, you know, and, uh, or if I'm going to, you know, uh, magnify those things. Which one? It's my choice to walk in the Spirit. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. 
Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.